All right, who would like to read the verse today? You want to read it? Probably Chantal because it's a long one. Do you want to do that? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp or and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine shine. So, before men. That's right. We're going to talk about letting your light shine. There we go. So, what does letting your light shine? Anybody know what that means, to let your light shine? Lose your blessings? Yep. What's good is a light if you don't shine it. If you give me the torch here. What good is this torch if I don't turn it on? If it's dark... And I don't turn the torch on. What good is it? You're under the spotlight. <laughs> All right, because sit down, Zach. Because a light is made to what? To shine. It's laid to shine, and that's its purpose. So, if you're wondering what your purpose is, what God just said, and when Chantal just read it out, you are the light of the world. So, your purpose is to shine. Yeah. And Jesus commanded us to let our light shine before others. You see, if you don't let your light shine, you're not fulfilling what you're made to do. You're just going to be this dark, dead thing (laughs) that's not doing what it's made to do. We're made to shine in the darkness. And, you know, if you had a big room and there was no windows and there was no lights on and you just lit a tiny little match, you know what would happen? There would be light. And there you'll be able to see that light in the darkness. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants to make our light shine. He says, you are the light of the world. And when he calls us to shine like lights, he's calling us to spread the light of his goodness, of his love around the world. You know, if, if we don't, then the darkness just keeps on getting greater, greater. So guys, I've got something for you to do down here. Ruby, Sophie. Chantel, you know what to do here. We're going to stick on. I like this little guy. Pass him here. Pass him here. What's this? I kind of like him. He's a very happy light bulb. I think we should be like that. (laughs) Yeah? And I want you guys, I want you to stick the light on. So you're going to stick all these little pieces of paper that Chantel's going to hand. So if you stick them down in front of everybody. And there's some glue there. And I want you to make your light shine. Because that's what Jesus asked you to do. So I want you to stick the little bits of light on. And while I'm talking, you can listen. Now, sometimes when we look and we look at the darkness all around and we can think, what difference can I make? And I've been really praying before the Lord this week and, and uh, just praying over some stuff. And you can feel like the darkness is closing in. You can feel like, what difference am I making? But you know what God said? And in Matthew chapter 5, what, what Chantal just read out, he says, you are the light of the world. Don't... You know, nobody who is a light, has a light then goes and sticks it under a basket or under a bush or, or anything and hides it away in the corner because that's not what a light is designed to do, is it? A light is designed to shine. And Jesus isn't saying you can be the light or you should be the light. He says you are the light because he is the light in us. You know, if you had this torch and you, just, and you took the battery out, 
It's not going to be connected to any power source anymore, is it? It's just going to be an empty thing that doesn't work. And what's the good of a torch that doesn't work? Yeah? It just gets chucked out. And Jesus wants us to realise that he is the light. And when we connect to him and put, he's like our battery. And we, and we, and we make sure that we're plugged into our source, that then we have the power to be able to be the light. Because he says, I am the light of the world. And when you connect to me, then you have my power source in you. And far too often, we get a bit beaten about. We go through the week. We come here on Sunday or Monday and we're like, woohoo, yes, we're all powered up. And by Wednesday, we look like we've been hit by a Mack truck. Yeah? Come on. I'm not the only one. You know, and you struggle out of bed and you struggle to, you know, believe. And, and you're like, oh, God, look at the world. <laughs> Look at my problems, look at my bills, look at my husband. No, I love you. I never say that. I look at him and go, look at my husband. <laughs> but sometimes you look in the mirror and go, look at me. Yeah? And by so we, because you know what? Because we're not keeping connected to our power source. Just like if we took the battery out of that torch, it would not go. We can be the same. We've got to stay connected to our power source. John 15 says that he is a vine, and we've spoken about it. We've sang about it today. He is a vine. We are the branches, and we have to stay connected to him. If we don't, we're not going to be able to shine. We're going to be like this little tea light, you know, just flicker, flicker. And we're meant to shine and shine on the, you know, like a lighthouse on the top of a hill and shine to all those around us so they know where to come to. They know where to get the answers. They know that you've got the words of life. Because Jesus' words, when he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. That's in there. That's in the word. You know, and we've just got to stay connected to our power source. And I was sharing with someone this week and I was saying, you know, you can, you can let your power source kind of get squished out a bit. It's like, you know, some big hairy glute comes and tries to sit on it, tries to come and sit on your power source or tries to stick you in the corner, tries to shut you down and shut you out. Yeah, and they try and just, you just go over there and keep quiet because this is what, this is what the world is saying we're going to do. And, and people get intimidated when you shine too brightly. They don't actually like it. The world does not like it when we stand up and we stand in the centre of the room and we say, I'm going to shine. I'm going to fulfil all that I'm called to be. I'm going to just kick butt. I'm not going to let the world dictate to me how I should look and what I should think and what I should say. And the world does not like that. And people in the world don't like that because you know why? Because you intimidate them. They would rather we're all just like little clones because it's a Babylonian system that we're stacking in the system of the world. And it's like, just everybody be the same. Because when you're the same, then you are controlled. And God is not that. That is not a system. The kingdom of heaven is that he's made us all unique. That we're all his masterpiece. And he's made us to shine. And to shine to those people in your world that need it most. That you would shine in the dark little creepy corners. And bring the light into those places. That you would shine to those that don't have any hope. That's what we're called to do. And far too often, we see the news or we listen to stuff or people kind of go, get back in your box. You're not allowed to think like that. Yeah? Has anybody had that happen where you're just like, be quiet? You know, you say, Jesus is my healer. Yay! And they go, well, just be quiet. Yeah? Or they argue with you. Yeah? 
Or it's like, God's, God's trying to provide for all my needs. And they're like, oh, don't be stupid. Silly. I get told off I was so stupid. <laughs> or it's like, oh, you know, I've got this desire in my heart. I want, to, I want to do this thing. And people go, oh, well. And they'll tell you a hundred reasons why you can't do it, why you can't go there, why you can't live your dream. Yeah? Because that's the world saying, you get back in your box and you get back in your corner. And Jesus is saying, I made you to shine. And who... I'm not, I don't want that you stuck under a basket. I don't want you stuck under stuff. You know, the world tries to squash you out. It's like this torch and you shine and there's a spotlight on you. And the world doesn't like it when we have a spotlight on us, it's especially in Australia. We have the tall poppy syndrome down pat. It's like if you rise to the top, they'll try to bring you down, won't they? If there's a spotlight on you, they'll go, oh, that girl. <laughs> yeah, they go, oh, you know, she's just so full of herself. Oh, she's got a big head. We need to bring her down a peg or two. Yes? And that is not God's way. He says, I have made you to shine. And all you've got to do is stay connected to me. I'm your power source because I am the light of the world, Jesus said. And if you abide in me and my word abides in you, nothing is going to bring you down. Even though the storms of life may come at you and everybody will say it's not possible, I tell you what. Jesus says all things are possible. All things are possible. How much? Oh, come on. How much? All things are possible. That means that nothing is impossible for him. If he says it, then he will make it happen. He will equip you to do it. It doesn't mean that it'll be easy. You're going to have to get off your butt and walk out to the center of the room and go, I'm going to do this. You don't have to throw your pearls between four swine. You know, some people, no, I won't say that, but some people can be. They'll just tromp all over your stuff like a pig in mud. Yeah? Yeah, they do. You'll say, say, I'm believing for that, and they'll just come along like a pig in mud and stomp all over it. Yeah, I'm a visual person, so go with me, you know. Yeah, because they aren't in that place. And if you rise above, then people don't want to because it makes them feel inadequate. It shines the light on their things that they need to deal with. And you know what? Sometimes you've just got to run. You're going to go, you know what? I'm going. I'm going this way. This is where I'm heading. Because Jesus says he wants us to shine. He wants us to excel. He wants to, us to run the race and to stand out for him. And for too long, we have just swallowed the lie that everybody, you know, it's, you can't stand out. And you just, oh no, and actually the church has even done it. It's like, well, it's not about you. It's not about you. And there is some truth in that. It is all about Jesus. But if we don't know what he's called us to do and what he's equipped us to do, then we'll never find out because we're always like, it's not about me, so I can't have any dreams of my own. We can't have any desires of our own. It's not about you. It's about God only. You know, well, that's religion because that binds us up. That it is about what God has put in each one of our hearts to do. And if we keep on pushing those things aside because we see it as not being spiritual, we're never going to shine like God asked us to shine. You know, there is great football players in this room and soccer players and artists and musicians and songwriters. Yeah? Yeah? There's great bricklayers and painters and whatever else you do, builders and book authors and baseball players. There's great people in this room sitting right beside you. Yeah? 
But if we keep on shutting down the things that are in us and allowing people and stuff and our past and expectations and all the other twaddle that comes along to shut down the dreams and the things that God has put in us, the Zoe life, the life of God in us, then we are going to live far below what God has called us to live and created us to live. We've got to chuck that stuff off and say, I am created for great things. There is no little people in the kingdom of God. There is no little people in the kingdom of God. You might be little in stature, but you're mighty on the inside. I'm like a giant on the inside, I assure you. I'm much bigger on the inside than I am out here. Yeah? And the more I get into God, the bigger I get. Mum will tell you I was this timid, shy person who let the enemy stick me in a corner. That I would not make a peep. I would actually wait for my siblings to walk in the room before me so I could sneak in past them. That's how much I believed the lie of the enemy, that I was insignificant, that I, did, I had nothing to offer and they were more, you know, they were more beautiful than me and they were more talented than me and they were better at things than me. So I'll just come in after them. And I would do that. Even when I married Philip, he was the one that would get up and speak and, you know, he was the one that would, amazing things would happen when he'd pray for people and I'll just come along beside him. And God actually actually kicked me out the butt and said, get out of the backyard. You're meant to be up front and centre because there's no little people in the kingdom. There's people that he has called each one of us to live the life that he has called us to live and we're to shine for him. And not just a little light, but a big fat, what's the word? Big fat, big light. I'm trying to think, ginormous. A lighthouse, like a city on a hill. A light on the hill. So I want to encourage you today. Don't let the world come and try and snuff out your light. And even though, you know what? The enemy uses those closest to us sometimes. Those ones that know us best. Those ones who think they know us still. A family that may not be in the same place as us. The enemy uses those people closest to us to bring us down because they know your past and they know your weaknesses and they know all your failings and they'll just go, oh, yeah, but remember when? And you go, oh, don't actually. That person's gone. Yeah? You've got to put it in its place. And they may be like stuck in the past, but you know what? You don't have to stay there. You can run your race. They may put expectations of what they want you to be like on, but you don't have to listen. You run your race. You get in your speedboat and you go. Yeah? Get on your Harley Davidson and go. What's the fastest motorbike? I don't know, something, but just go. Yeah? Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. When you're at school and don't worry about what everybody else is do, you run your race. When you're at uni, don't worry about what everybody else says, you run your race. When you're at work and everybody's getting caught up with this stuff, don't worry about it. Just run your race. Yeah? How do we do that? We keep connected to our, core, our power source. Don't be like that torch and you take the battery out. Because you've got nothing to go on. You've got to stay connected to your power source. And your power source is Jesus. Stay connected to him. Stay connected to the power. It's the power of heaven. If you don't stay connected to it, you're not going to be able to shine. The world will snuff you out. Somebody's going to sit on you. They're going to stick something on top of you. They're going to heap rubbish on you. 
you know, trump all over the top of you because we cannot do this by ourselves. You cannot shine and live the life that God's called us to live unless we stay connected to him. And I know we all know that, but by Wednesday we're not doing it. We've got to stay connected to him by spending time with him, by being obedient. When he says something, just go and do it. If you can't, if you're feeling like you're disconnected, go back to the last thing you knew God told you to do without a doubt and go and do it. Because dis- disobedience and just, for, you know, pushing aside the things that God asks you to do all the time, that'll disconnect you from your power source. Because there's a disconnection because you know that you know that you know that you should be doing something that God's asked you or you've seen it when you're reading the Bible and you're like, oh no, that's, we'll just push that aside. So we've got to stay connected. And when you see something, when you're reading the word, don't just push it to the side. Be a hearer and a doer. Listen to what he says and then go and do it. No, let your spirit guide you rather than all, you, you'll reason yourself out of faith. You'll reason yourself out of doing what God tells you to do. If you see something that God says for you to do and you know that God's spoken to you, get off your butt and do it. Because otherwise it'll disconnect you. Keep yourself in the word. Keep praising him. The best way to silence the enemy and, you're, and, and all the people that come against you that he's just using. Because, and I remember Philip, he once was talking to this youth meeting and uh, they're all being rowdy and disruptive. And he says, you're all being tools of the devil. And they're most offended. But in actual fact, they were hindering what God was trying to do because they were over here talking about, I don't know, their party the night before and something else. And he goes, hey, hang on a minute. And you know, people can, the enemy can just get their weaknesses and use them. So we've got to just make sure that we're staying in the word and doing what he says and that you're praising him. Just praise him. When you feel like you're coming, enemies coming out, you at a flood and you had somebody in the phone telling you the woes of the world and why you can't succeed and why that can't be true, just take the phone away from your ear and start to praise God. Say, God, I know that nothing is impossible for you. God, I know that your plans are good for me. Lord, I know that, that there's a hope and a future for me, that I have resurrection power abiding on the very inside of me. You know, when you have the power source, when you're connected to it, you can do the things Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He opened blind eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. He raised people from the dead. He multiplied food. He walked on water. We don't expect it because we don't believe how that. We don't believe because we see our failings and we go, well, that's Jesus. Jesus says, as I am in the world, so are you. So you've got to understand who you are and who your power source is. It's like if you plugged that, you plugged that point, that, that plug into that PowerPoint, all the power that is in that PowerPoint is going to flow to the urn, isn't it? Because you've plugged in. You've got to make sure we're plugged in and know that we're able to plug in, not sit there and go, well, I'm not worthy or you don't know what I did last night or you don't know what I read or saw last night. You just chuck that off and say, God, I ask that you forgive me and help me to see myself as you see me and then plug yourself in. Because then all the power of heaven will flow into you and nothing, nothing is impossible for us. And then you will shine like you're designed to shine. And the world needs it, people. 
The world desperately, desperately, desperately needs us to stand up, to get out of the corner, to give ourselves a kick up the butt sometimes and say, I'm going to shine because those people over there need to see the hope. There is people that have no hope, no hope. They get a sickness and they just expect to die because they have no hope that Jesus dissolves cancer. They have no hope that when they have a mental illness that they're ever going to have joy again. They have no hope when their bills are coming at them and they don't know that they'll say, so so shall they reap. They don't know. And we've got to get off our butts and stop letting ourselves be put under a basket and a bushel to hide out of light or stuck in the corner and say, I'm going to shine. I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to shine. And when we come together like this, you know what? We shine brighter. Because we need to be encouraged. Because it's hard to do it if you think the only one out there. It's hard. So you've got to get together in your little huddle and shine and get zooped up. We're a power source when we come together. It's hard out there sometimes. So you come together. It's like, you know, the coals in a fire. And you've got the fire. If you're all the little coals are all together, then you shine bright. If you take a coal out by itself, it dies down and goes out. We've got to make sure we come together and that's why it's so powerful. That's why God says, don't neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Because when we do, we get stuck in the corner out there and we'll get stomped on. We will, we'll get stomped on. You cannot walk the walk of faith and believe and do the things that God asks us to do if you do it out there by yourself. You just can't. It's too hard. You've got to come together and get and encourage and then get, make sure you're connected to your power source. Stay in the Word, stay praising, stay believing. Encourage one another, talk to each other, text one another when something good happens. Get on Facebook and see the awesome stuff that God's doing. You know, so I, sometimes I go, befriend me. I'm always putting great stuff up. Yeah? I am. <laughs> I am not. I am not a bad news press. I hate bad news. I don't even watch the news. I'm like, there is an, I'm not going to do the devil's job for him. Don't do the devil's job for him. There's enough rubbish out there without us talking it up. Let's do God's job. Let's shine like lights and tell the good stuff and shout out when God does something awesome. You know, when he heals the sick, when he opens blind eyes, when he provides, when somebody comes to know Jesus for the first time, that's how we shine. Love like Jesus loved. That's how you shine. When you love, when everybody else is hating, you shine. When you forgive, when everybody else is muttering, you shine. When you walk in peace, when everybody else is in chaos, you shine. When you have hope, when everybody else is lost, you shine. When you believe, when everybody else doubts, you shine. Yes? When you're joyful, when everybody else is in a pit of despond, you shine. I'm going to shine. I don't know about you, but I'm going to shine. You're going to see me standing on that hill shining till I'm 140, 50, 60 years old. I'm going to be shining because I am going to shine because that is what the life of God in me does. And the closer I get to him, the brighter I shine. Yeah? And that's what he wants for us. He says, you are the light of the world. Don't allow yourself to be put under anything or anyone or put in the corner. You are not meant to be in the corner. Stop sitting in the corner. Come on. Stop sitting in the corner. Stand up and proclaim and be the voice. Amen? I'm going to stir you up. If I see you sitting in the corner, I'm going to come and give you a boot. Yeah? (laughs) 
because that's what we do for another. If I, if I get in, start to get down, Philip says, get back and get into your power source and get back out there. We've got to. When you get hit, just come to your power source, get amped up again and then get back out there. We may be, you may get struck down, but you are not beaten. You may have lost some battle, but you've not lost the war. Yeah? And today we may feel like that. If you look and you see the stuff that may happen around the state coming, we may have lost one battle, but we have not lost a war. Things may get worse, but they will get better. Yeah? So let your light shine. And don't let anybody put you in a corner and don't let anyone shut you down. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that your power flows through each one of us. And Lord, I pray for an amping up of that wattage, Lord, that you would just increase the power that flows through each one of us, Lord, that as we draw close to you, that as we have your word abide in us, Lord, that we would shine brighter and brighter and brighter so people are like, what on earth is going on with you? And Lord, that they would come to know you through us shining. Lord, I pray that we would just shine in the darkness like a beacon of hope, like a beacon of joy, like a beacon of a source of energy and power that the world so desperately, desperately, desperately needs, Lord, that you would just help us to shine. And even the little ones, Lord, that they would shine for you, Jesus, that they would shine, that you would protect them. Lord, that they would just continue to grow in you and you would just, your word would grow in them, Lord, and they would continue to shine. But Lord, I especially ask you to protect the children. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're going to take communion because that's a power source. So we're going to take the bread. Jesus says when we come together to remember him. And when we take the bread, it's remembering that he died on the cross for us. His body, what it, he hung on that cross for us. That all the sins of the world, every, every mess up that we could ever do, that he says, I'm going to take it in my body, the punishment for that so that you might shine for me. Because when you feel weighed down by sin or where you messed up, you don't shine. So every time you take communion, you're just, you're just reminding yourself that you are forgiven, that you are healed, that you are set free and what Jesus has done for you. I recommend taking it every day. I know some of you are getting into that. Watch the amount of port you drink. But, yep, just, just um, take it and remind yourself this morning I'm just receiving this, Jesus, I thank you that you've took every wrong thing that I've ever done, ever going to do, Lord, that you have forgiven me. Help me to shine for you today. Just take and eat as you're ready. Now, when you connect to God, if you allow him to touch every part of your life, it's like when you drink this drink, especially if you get the port, that you... It's when you take it, it hits and reaches every cell of your body. You can feel it. And it's like he wants, he wants that, that we know that when we connect to him, that it, it reaches every part of us. You know, when we eat and when we drink, that it reaches every part of us. It brings sustenance to where it needs to. And that's what this communion is about. It's about that his life, he wants us to know that it can reach every part of us. If you just say, God, you just hit every part of me. You touch every part of me. You wash through every part of me. You know, we can shut parts of our life off to God or we can just say, you have it all. So this morning, I just encourage you as you drink, just say, Jesus, you just have everything. You have all my life. You reach every part of me and let your power flow through me. And Drink as you're ready. 
I'm just asking if Philip wants to do the offering, but we've had a bit of a revelation this week, but we're going to sit on it for a bit longer. So you're just going to have to wait for it, but it's good. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, I want to go there, but I'm just getting a little bit of a check that I can't yet. So we're just going <laughs> to hold it a bit longer. Now I was listening to... Yeah, is there any good news stories today? Oh, yes, you too. The party animals over here. <laughs> do you want to share your good news story? Well, um, last Friday we paid the last payment on our house, so we actually own the house now. <laughs> That's the one in Kalgoorlie you're trying to sell. <laughs> so they just paid off their mortgage for the very first time. Like, yeah, so that's – and we, we kind of went and visited them on Friday and they're like, oh, we paid our mortgage today. And I'm like, are you going to celebrate? So they eventually did. They said the tellers were actually more excited than they were jumping around in the, in the bank. So that's pretty cool. God, God wants us to be able to be debt-free so that we're able to just do whatever he asks us to do. Anybody else? Good news story. Chesley. I've been having a few issues at work, like getting ahead with the next step in my career, and I found out that I got accepted into the pool, so I don't have, like, a contract yet, but it's one step closer, so that was good. I've been praying about that. So what's the pool, for those who don't know? Um, so basically, like, in government jobs, when there's a pool and, like, people get into the pool, when there's, like, a job vacancy, they have to pick people out of the pool, so that's how it works. So. There's a law, isn't it? Yeah, for law. We have a lawyer in our midst. So, uh. <laughs> um, last Monday I met um, Sharon from Morning Tea and we just wanted to talk over some things before she went away and we went to Dome because it's holiday, you know, and there's just everybody there and it's just full when we walked out in there and just didn't even see a table anywhere and uh, so... She was going to order, so I said, I'll go upstairs and see if I can find a table. And I went up, and there was a table right by the window that even moved all the other tables to make a long table for another group so we could talk and hear each other, which was absolutely amazing. And, I mean, that was just a God-given thing. Good. You see, God's interested in the little things of just you may only have a cuppa with someone and he's interested in the big things like paying off your mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we serve an awesome God and he, he sees us. You know, sometimes we think, oh, we're just little old me. Don't say that because there's no little people in God's kingdom. Yeah, he sees us. He sees our every need. He sees when you need a parking spot. He sees when you're struggling with your Monday morning. He sees. And we can. He says you can come boldly to the throne of grace to ask for all you need. You know, and we can come boldly to him. And that's what you've been teaching about, just stepping into the heavenly places and being able to just step into that and know that we can come to him. You know, that, and he meets every need and that he will help us to shine for him. We don't have to do it by yourself. If you try and shine bright for him, you just won't do it by yourself. But if you ask God to help you, God, help me do my best. Help me to succeed. Help me to just have favour. He will do that. He'll help you to shine. Yeah? And he'll make a way for you where everybody else says there is no way if you do things his way. It's good. So let's give because that's doing things God's way so that we're able to keep on doing what we're doing. If you give online, just uh, be blessed as you give, that every need be met. If you haven't got the details for that, see Stuart, he's the one with the baby over there, and he'll happily give you the details. Keep on going that way, mate. (laughs)
just give people time. Um, just a reminder that Justin Abraham is coming on the 19th to the 22nd of May, so we've got him for the whole weekend. Um, but just let's prepare for him to come, that um, we'll be able to bless him. And so just put aside, you know, just an offering to be able to give to him each week if you want to do it that way. So, we re- you know, he comes, he leaves his family. He does, this is what he does for work. He travels around the world just encouraging people ramping them up a little bit, kicking them up the pants if they need it, and just being able to share what's on his heart. So um, he's coming. I have details for Charlie Shamp. If anybody hasn't checked out Charlie Shamp, his surname's S-H-A-M-P. He, he, uh, God uses him to just work miracles and just really cool stuff, really, really cool stuff. But uh, I'm really excited. As, as you know, I had a dream with both Justin and Charlie in it, so God's just fulfilling the dream I had. And, uh, but he will be here for Sunday night of the 2nd of July and Monday. So um, we've got him for Sunday night and Monday night of the 2nd and 3rd of July this year. So he'll be here in our house. You'll be able to talk to him and just get him to pray for you. There's an impartation on his life for miracles. The man just sees miracles all the time. You know, there was, um, I think there was one on, online this week. There was a video of a woman that she'd been dropped as a baby and her nose had been all damaged and she'd never been able to breathe through her nose her whole life. She was in probably, it looked like in her late 20s by then. She went forward and just laid hands on her and it, it just, she had faith, said, God, you can do this. Anyway, her nose opened up and she's breathing for the first time in her life through her nose uh, since she was a baby. And um, at the same time, she had her back healed, but it was like she was dancing around because, you know, God, you, you know, you think, oh, well, that's not a big thing. But somebody who's, breathe through your nose for a sec. It's a pretty big thing not to be able to breathe through your nose. Yeah. And so it, it, God, God is just a God who wants to touch our lives. So uh, Charlie will be with us. If you know anybody that would just benefit from being able to be, sit under that, and just be able to hear words of faith and bring them along. Tell them the 2nd and 3rd of July he will be here. Alrighty. Is that it?